0: Why not? The combine the two to solve the problem. So now here we are, almost uh, four years later, and um, do not pay works in two hundred different areas, and we're looking to help make the law free for everyone, specifically for consumers.
1: Yeah, you know that. Um, can you tell how in how many cases? I think there was a quote in the in the article I was reading. How many cases uh, where people didn't have to pay as a result of Using the software. So our
0: software has helped people fight over $20 million of uh, parking ticket fines and fees.
1: And, and that's in relationship to how many uh, millions they would have paid?
0: Uh, so just under 500,000 total people have used it.
1: Wow. So $20 million, it was a savings of $20 million. And, um, and that did that represent like 50% of the people that use the software got a ruling in their favor or is it saying 20% what what ratio does 20 million so Our represent? success rate is about 60% Wow and although it's uh, uh, very interesting um, so how do I was talking to a developer earlier today about uh, sentence context uh, using a reoccurring neural net. So, in other words, we're we're talking about um, certain keywords in the sentence, and when we detected certain keywords like nouns and verbs, then you you well, verb, you know, there's an action with a noun, there's an object, um, and then you put that in that reoccurring neural net, and so context is now being created. Um, so. That the reoccurring neural net could parse the whole document, and um, if it was looking for things like uh, decisions, where if you were looking for certain phrases that might be a important that you could use, then it could um, uh, the neural net could mark those phrases, and then you could use it because. How long would it take to read all of the statutes and the legal precedents to, to get your case built?
0: That's exactly right. And so, what, what we like to think of do not pay.com as, um, it's almost like a robot lawyer. So, traditionally, when you think of like websites, maybe you would like click a few buttons, what was wrong with your parking ticket. With do not pay, it's actually a conversation with you. So it relies on uh, what you say and the evidence you provide to come up with a defense and then uses all of those details to generate a letter for you. So and the reason we did that is that um, people don't actually know what their defense is. So uh, the first version of Do Not Pay had all these options like there was a problem with the signage or the parking bay was too small. But people would just be so confused and angry at their parking ticket that they wouldn't know which option to select. So these days, it's actually open-ended, so the user can say what was wrong, and then we match it using um, very simple machine learning algorithms on the back end.
1: So based on what their features uh, and their inputs that they respond to the questions, uh, the machine learning then goes through some sort of decision tree and, and gives them a recommendation for how to... Uh, appeal to their parking ticket. That's right. And
0: these days it's also quite advanced. So if it's a problem with the signage, we'll automatically pull images from Google Street View um, to support one's defense.
1: Wow. That's a really interesting. Um, have you uh, thought about uh, the next step, which would be uh, contract analysis? For example, um, I was just talking Uh, again this morning to one of the developers Akshay from india and uh, i was saying you know will be really interesting because inside companies they have uh, lots of contracts Um, they have projects for example if you were a construction company you would have to have contracts for all your subcontractors so yeah, say if you got 14 people, that's 14 subcontractor contracts that you're going to be looking over, and uh, lots of detail. Then the lawyer has to look at it to approve, to make sure all of the terminologies in there, um, and then there could be things in the contract that are going to change depending on performance. So if they're if people didn't perform to a certain level uh, in terms of either documentation, uh, safety, uh, 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 quality, uh, they, they might come back, and there might be certain clauses in the contract that need to uh, be brought to people's attention. Have you have you thought kind of about? Uh, taking this to the next level, which would be like service contracts or, or project contracts?
0: So, our focus is entirely on the consumer. Legal, there's no doubt that legal technology is a huge business and big companies are starting to use it. There are all sorts of interesting AI companies that help do contracts, like Ironclad is an up and coming one. Um, but I think as a business, you have to have a real focus, and our focus is on normal people. And so, yes, we are planning on doing some contracts, but only those that can help an average person in the U S so for example um, I would imagine one day you can just import your lease into do not pay. And if one day you want to move out um, it will tell you a loophole to get you out.
1: Oh, that's really good because uh, sometimes uh, when you're looking at a the lease there, there's a lot of, uh, it's fairly complex to get out. Like for example, uh, maybe to get out, you have to have, uh, you have to do an advertisement to find someone, who is willing to move in uh, and then you have to pay a cleaning fee and then you'll have to pay uh, a potential uh, late fee to get uh, out. And if you, if you get out, you may you may be liable for all the uh, the payments in between the months in between till your contract ends. So figuring out how to get out of a lease would be very critical. Is that also include for cars too? So you're talking about, apartment leases and, and car leases? Yeah,
0: and um, even the smallest like, bit of information for, the, for a consumer can help a lot. So for example, you scan your lease, all leases in California for residential properties, after a year, they're unenforceable. But of course, they don't mention that on the lease. And so after a year, you can get out. Simple as like sometimes just taking the start date of the lease, adding a year to it, and then showing them that loophole. But a lot of people don't even know that.
1: How did you train the system so that the the network knew about that loophole that after one year uh, that they can't enforce keeping you into the lease? So the
0: leasing thing is still in development, but what we've done is we, um, imp- we, we got a bunch of leases um, because we're actually um, – we have an existing product that's live that helps people get their security deposit back in small claims court. And so that allowed us to have this data set of leases. And then uh, we kept tried to come up with ways to get out of them, highlighted the text within the PDFs and marked it up. And then that trained the system.
1: So what is, walk me through the process. Like you, you walked, uh, walk me through the process of, Uh, when, you you know, how to get out of the parking ticket, which is, you know, taking a picture, the sign isn't really clear. Um, What what would be the process like getting out of a lease? Would it be uh, going to small claims court, uh, then presenting your evidence and your documentation, and then citing different regulations to get out of that lease? Yes,
0: and so we're working with a very out-of-date system. So sometimes the consumer even has to go to court and that's scary for a lot of people. So what we try and do is we try and give them a script where they can just go in and almost like a robot themselves, I hate to say this, but they can just read the script. And it's so legally sound that that gets them what they need. And then in addition to that, we also provide like an FAQ cross-examination. So we try and preempt what the defendant would say and, and provide answers for that for the consumer.
1: Is the machine learning? At that point, is it looking and pretending like it's the judge or or like the landowner or uh, sorry, uh, land um uh, the, the tenant or landlord? Sorry, the landlord. Is it uh, anticipating some of the context type of questions from that, that view? Yes. So one example could be, um, say you're trying to get your
0: security deposit back. So you say the statement that you've given them your security deposit, they haven't returned it. And then instantly it will preempt that the landlord is probably going to say, well, there were damages. And so our software has like an FAQ for that um, response, which would be, well, if there were damages, why didn't you provide me the receipt within 20 days as required by California law? So it's very aggressive and really good at getting people their rights and their money back.
1: Now, one of the things about the uh, landlord is he has a right to receive his money that is due him, uh do do and that's uh you know a right of property so um what what angles does he have so that he does not lose his rights to property so
0: we also help consumers who are landlords and um on the flip side uh If you just provide evidence that there was damages um, clearly documented, then obviously you do get to keep the security deposit. So we're not playing sides here. We're just looking to help people get justice, whatever that they are as Mm. a
1: consumer. That's a better angle because then you're not, it's not, you don't feel like it's a biased system. It's based on evidence. The machine's looking at the data. It's finding signal Uh, based on that signal is saying, Yeah, you've got something that's uh, probably going to uh, give you a win. And uh, here's the script that based on the facts that you provided and the evidence provided, um, you you know, here's some scripts that you need to say uh, in order to be persuasive. So it kind of coaches them just like a lawyer would coach you if you are going into a court. That's exactly right. I, I would say we are biased against
0: one group of people, and that's large corporations. We never partner with them. And we're always on the side of the consumer.
1: Hmm. Um, So you you mentioned leasing uh, and tickets. Uh, Is that it? Or do you have other things? Oh, we
0: have so many things to count. So like another example is we can actually do all of your DMV paperwork uh, in all 50 states. Uh, Consumer refunds. If you buy something and it doesn't work. Um, Chargebacks with transactions with the credit card company. Um, so we actually try and offer uh, everything an average person would want. Obviously, if you're being accused of murder, our software can't help you. But for these regular consumer disputes, we can do it.
1: Well, do you use uh, blockchain? That's one of the things I was talking to one of the developers about is uh, u- using a blockchain. Um, and so we would keep track of all the documents that... Were created and they cannot be modified, and so then the presentation of the documentation could be done in a more professional manner. Do you provide that as a service? No,
0: and don't tell any of my technology friends that I said this, but I actually don't see much of the value in blockchain, um, as a for regular people at the moment. I think that there's a lot of hype okay. around it, but it's not really going anywhere at the moment.
1: Yeah, because what the idea was is that you could then have based on some parameters uh, and some decisions. So the human being makes some decisions, and then based on some preferences and uh, some inputs, the contract would auto fill. So the machine would fill in the appropriate uh, data because uh, there's pro- possible cases where for, for human error just like you go to an accountant after you've done your taxes to make sure everything is done right uh because there's there's the possibility you don't know about certain regulations or rules and uh and they they will and they'll know how to rebalance the numbers so you get better tax return
0: i i think that um why couldn't you just use a good database to do that
1: And that would be the, the question, why why are, yeah? Why, why do you think that's the case? Because we definitely have large databases and we have all the information. Is it just because it's, uh, bureaucracies are so large that they can't bring that down to the consumer? I think so. I think that government is generally a monopoly and there's
0: no incentive to innovate. And so it will require the private sector to come in and uh, make it better.
1: Hmm. So what is your education? Uh, what type of things did you find cool as a programmer? Are you, are you a AI machine learning programmer? Are you front end or... Or are you you the CEO, manager, visionary, uh, officer who runs everything?
0: I really enjoy doing all all of the last three things that you said. But the thing that really excites me is being like a product-focused CEO. So coming up with really innovative new products that haven't been done before. So uh, an example is actually tomorrow we have this thing coming out. It's actually a real do-not-pay credit card. And it's the first ever credit card whenever you sign up for a free trial it sends the company a legal notice and also declines any further payments. So it cancels the free trial for you. So next time you want to get like a Netflix, Mm. Hulu, Spotify free trial, you can just give them this card and not have to worry that you'll be charged.
1: You know, one of the great um, services that I subscribed to for a little while was um, a system called LifeLock. And uh, what LifeLock did for me is it monitored all my credit it monitored my credit scores, it monitored all the financial transactions I was doing. And if it detected anything uh, that looked uh, suspicious or you know, outside normal parameters of operation, uh, it would notify me. And then they also threw in you know, a large uh, insurance uh, clause for uh, identity theft. Um, and I, do, you, do you see yourself going into things like that for the consumer? protection wise, or do you just more, uh, how to get that reverse and get them out of a bad
0: situation? Uh, we see it as both. So a lot of people find out about do not pay because they have a problem. Like they have a parking ticket. They just really want to get out of it. But then once you get them, uh, if it, if it's just that, then that's just a very transactional relationship with the person and we don't want that. So we're actually coming up with these products that protect you, like you said, um, in the background. And so one example that we have live at the moment is bank fee protection. So you can connect your bank account and then anytime you get fees, uh, we automatically know and we appeal them without you even having to come to us. And so that's the direction we're trying to go that protects you, like we call it, in your sleep.
1: Is that things like overdraft, um, um, overdraft fees? Um, I, I, you know, Banks make their living off of fees and penalties. I'm just trying to think of all the different types of fees that you could be hit with. Can you name them? Yeah. Overdraft,
0: ATM, wire transfer, minimum balance fees. All of that can be appealed for various different reasons. For example, sometimes you sign up for these credit cards and on the advertisement for the credit card, they say no ATM fees, free cash withdrawals. And then you're using this card in, in life and then they actually are charging you ATM fees. And it says in the fine print, to actually get them, you have to request them back every time. And so we have software that automatically sends that legal notice and requests them back. And so kind of protecting people like that is what we're trying to do.
1: You know, credit um, is a big problem. Most uh, consumers are maxed out. it seems like once you get above twelve thousand dollars on a credit card with double interest, d- double digit interest, you're at the point of no return. At what point do you, uh, do not pay help you at that point? Because this is all insecure debt. So uh, how do you you know how do you get out of that situation?
0: Yeah. So a lot of people make a huge mistake where they've got this debt, this credit card debt, like you've described. Maybe it's six years old. And a debt collector phones them up and they said, you know, just make a, a payment of $50 against this $6,000 debt. You can help reduce it. We're not going to come after you. Just keep making this $20 payment. But what a lot of consumers don't realize is that um, the stat, there's like a statute of limitation on the debt, which means that the debt expires after often 10 years. And so um, that's great. It just disappears. But the problem is if you make any sort of payment towards the debt, it resets. So uh, it's another 10 years from your last payment. And so when the debt collector phones a consumer up and says, just make a $20 payment, what they're doing is actually getting 10 more years to collect this debt from you. And so this is the perfect example of something where an AI lawyer can help protect people and their rights by saying, don't uh, don't pay the $20. And by the way, stop harassing me by phoning me five times a day because that's also illegal.
1: Yeah, you know, like there's all kinds of, Uh, companies where they they hook you in on a product and then uh at your pay when they they almost they they know when you're going to get paid they know your pay cycle because they get it you know enough times calling you to know when you actually receive your paycheck and they're putting pressure on you to pay for products uh that they've sold to you um and you're saying that they, they don't have the right to harass you like There that. are all
0: sorts of laws. If they're calling you on weekends past 9 p.m., then they're breaking, like, F, uh, FEC rules. Sorry, FEC.
1: What, what if they're very aggressive and they're yelling at you?
0: There's a line, and they often cross it. Sometimes they'll make these vague threats. That is definitely illegal. Yelling and shouting, it can be considered harassment as well.
1: Hmm. It's almost like if you have thought about having an AI bot that protects you from those type of phone calls. Yeah. um, I mean, in fact, this year, there are going to be
0: more spam calls in America than there are real ones. And so this debt collection is one aspect of that. But then also, I'm sure you receive even every day these terrible calls trying to sell you stuff just like ruins your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I try not to make it a policy not to answer my phone. And, tell, and force them to go to voicemail, then I can filter out from voicemail whether or not I want to talk to them.
0: Yeah, I wish I could do that, but then I'd miss talking to great people like you.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. Um, I was gonna ask you, what about email? One, that's a, one of the areas for consumers that they're just getting plagued. Uh, have, you, have you built anything um, where you, for, for the consumer where they're not getting so much spam? So it's, it,
0: we do have one thing that um, can subscribe people to do not mail lists, and that often includes email. But one thing I should mention around email is that if you open an email from like a marketer or even someone just trying to sell you something at a company, they have these uh, one-pixel uh, images in the email. And the, the pixel images um, are, aren't actually stored within the email. They're stored on a server somewhere. And so the second you open the email, uh, the pixel images get uh, called from the remote server, and that shows the person, first of all, that you've opened the email, and secondly, your exact location. So whenever you're opening an email from a stranger, you're actually giving up your privacy, which is really terrible. So what we've built in the app is we have these um, forwarding emails where you can forward it to like um, your phone number at privacy.donotpay.com, and um, it disables all of that tracking. So imagine if you have like a stalker, all they have to do is send you an email, you open it and they know which city you're in. And that's really an invasion of privacy,
1: we feel like. Hmm. Well, wow, it seems like you've got such a huge uh, range of things that you've uh, considered and thought about. What, is, is that kind of your uh, product design? Is that you have a team that you come in early in the morning? Uh, you have a list of, uh, of uh, sprint objectives, epics, I guess you might want to say, and uh, strategies for uh, implementing these epics?
0: Yeah, I think that um, it seems obvious. Why wouldn't this consumer rights app already exist? We have Uber to get you cars, Airbnb to get you places to stay. Why is there no app that has really succeeded that fights for all of your rights when it's such a big problem? And we think the main reason that that's the case is because all of the existing and past apps um, have been very transactional and only focusing on one or two issues. Like in the past, there was like the parking ticket app or the app that helps you with delayed flights. And that's not so good because the consumer only travels once or twice a year. So they use it once or twice and then they forget about it. So do not pay. Our mission is to be very horizontal. And that requires a lot more work. It's taken three years just to get to this point. But we're a really strong team of 10 people, a lot from Stanford. And so we're just working hard every day, rolling out these new services.
1: Mm. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch your uh, progress. Are you privately funded? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're funded by some amazing
0: VC investors. Um, one of them is Andreessen Horowitz, um, Greylock Partners, Founders Fund, Felice's Ventures. And we're very lucky because they were the uh, first funders of companies like Airbnb, Facebook. And so they give us
1: great advice. Mm. I bet they're excited with the direction you're going absolutely because you can see there's a lot of pressure right now uh on the consumer side just in the brief time i've talked to you i've just brought up some of the things that were pain points for me and uh you know i have a 800 score on my credit and i don't you know i don't expose myself to debt collectors but they you know one mistake and you you're hit with that world
0: yeah And all it takes is one to forget a $24 bill from PG&E or Comcast. They put it on your credit. It drops 300 points.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, one one late payment on your mortgage and uh, the bank is calling you.
0: Yeah, it's terrible.
1: But, you know, it's the pressure that the consumer is now faced with. Uh, because we're in a digital age, everyone is connected to the network, and uh, so there is that interconnected ability. But at the same time, there's this total loss of community, and uh, you know, you. I know in some cases where uh, individuals have got missed some house payments, and then they got collected their money, tried to go back and make the payment but were rejected and not having any access to any legal, they didn't know what to do at that point. They had the money to pay, but it wasn't going to be accepted.
0: Yeah. There's this amazing Bloomberg article. It's titled Sign Here to Lose Everything. And it talks a lot about that, about people just having their entire bank account seized because they missed $100 payment. It's really terrible.
1: Mm. Well, and, and, you know, having a do not pay, uh application at least to advise you legally uh that seems like a a very uh great opportunity especially if the ai can get to the point where it's as good as a professional because that's what the the lawyers would say is you know well you got to come in and talk to a lawyer because you know we passed the bar exam and we know how to you know talk to you about the law yeah a lot of people have criticized us with that um our response would be
0: uh it's not rocket science to say that the, the signage regulations aren't being properly uh, followed.
1: Well, it's always good to have a champion on your site. And I know that it, it, uh, there's times where um, I've had champions legally and I've come away and said, that's the best 2000 bucks I've ever spent. I don't think I'll have to spend that much on your app, but I'm just saying that, you know, there's a value to being protected legally. Definitely. Well, our time's almost up. Uh, Just in closing, do you want to just share some last thoughts?
0: Sure. Well, I'd love to mention how you can actually try it out. So it's right now only on the iPhone uh, at donotpay.com or just search do not pay on the app store. And this has been amazing. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, Joshua, thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you later. Okay,
0: bye-bye.